Happy anniversary, Core Faith. Yeah. Yeah, amen. I cannot believe it's been 20 years. While there have been some long moments, it seems like a blur. And truthfully, it is one of my greatest honors serving you. I am grateful to so many of you for your love and faithfulness in your service to the Lord. From day one, the Banos family has stood with myself and my family as we launched this mission. To you guys, I say thank you. Can we give them a hand? You've been solid and consistent no matter what. To the rest of our leadership, while you may not have been here since the beginning, it feels like you have. Since you have been here, you have served faithfully, and ministry would not be the same without your contribution. Your gifts and leadership are vital to the edification of the part of the body of Christ we have been entrusted to serve. To our vision carriers, you are the church. You are the heart of who we are, and without you, there would be no us. I am most grateful to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who has given me the grace to lead and has surrounded me with such a group of people who love him and strive to please him in all that we do. Finally, I want to say thank you to my family. Grandma, thank you for per uh, persevering in the faith. If it were not for you, by the grace of God, we would not know the Lord. Mom, thank you for your birthing prayers that brought me into the kingdom. Martha, thank you for saying yes when we stepped out and being the foundation of our greeting team. I know they give John all the credit nowadays, but you are the hugger of huggers. Come on, somebody. And you're also the best cleaner of the church ever. Amen. Glory to God. From day one, she said yes to Elaine, Alexis, and Josiah. You guys are my ride or die Q team. I am the most blessed man that the Lord has given me to you, given me you to walk with this journey with. You have paid the highest price. Thank you all for understanding the demands of ministry and being flexible when I have to leave, but being vocal when I don't. You have kept me balanced and focused when I lose sight of what matters. I love you guys, and I pray that ministry doesn't scar you, but leaves a lasting impact in your lives that what we do for the king matters eternally. Church. The Lord has been good, hallelujah. He has been faithful. Let us rejoice in the hope of the glory to come. Let us stand fast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that our labor in the Lord is not in vain. Let us keep running the race set before us. Let us keep our eyes on the author and finisher of our faith until he returns and we hear those words, well done, good and faithful servant, enter into the joy of the Lord. May the grace of God continue to energize, unify, and direct us as we serve, serve him in these prophetic times. I love you. Happy anniversary, church. Praise the name of the Lord. He's worthy. He is worthy. Hallelujah. Lord, we praise you. We praise you, Lord. We praise you. We're here by your grace. We're here because of you, Lord. We bless your name today, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. I just want to say this morning, 
it was unexpected that I would be up here playing more than two songs. I want you to pray for our brother Hector. He's fighting a good fight. But I, but I, but I share this. It was a great surprise <laughs> to be able to celebrate 20 years right there worshiping our Lord and Savior with our church. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. And so this morning we have a special, special guest. He is a dear, dear brother in the Lord. For those of you who were with us for our Servantier dinner on Friday, you already heard him. For those of you that have been with us for a while, he's been with us for two of our anniversaries. And when I say he's a dear brother, he is one of those fathers in the faith. And he's one of those brothers that him and I, he lives in New Jersey, I live in Florida. We don't, you know, run into each other weekly. We don't call each other monthly or daily. And I may not talk to Pastor Glenn for two years. And when I shoot him a text, he immediately responds. And when we pick up the phone and we talk, he is always like, we never stop talking. I remember when I called him during COVID, the words that he said to me, I was sitting right there on the keyboards when I, when I spoke to him, and I was talking about coming to minister here, and he was like, man, it is so good to hear your voice. He's like, there are so many people that are in ministry, that were in ministry, and they've died. It's good to hear your voice. That's the kind of heart that this man of God has. And so I ask you to put your hands together for Pastor Glenn Wilson as he comes forward to share God's word with us today. Amen. This morning I feel like the old maid. <laughs> Servant came in and said, hey, I hear you're getting married. She said, no, but thank God for the rumor. <laughs> thank God for the rumor. I, I am so delighted to be here with you. Uh, this, this engagement has been in my calendar for over a year. I, I said to Bishop, I, I am not going to do anything for the month of August until you get back to me. And then I'll set the date. So because of that, I don't have anything else for, for the month of August. <laughs> but I honor you, man. I honor you. Core faith, you are being led, properly led. And you ought to rejoice for that. Amen. Bishop Jason and Elaine, I'm so proud of you. Thank you for your faithfulness to the Lord. I said on Friday night that in America, 1,500 pastors are quitting every month. And most of them are quitting five years in ministry. Because, it, you know, it don't take long for you to find out that this ain't for you. So for you to stick it out for 20 years is, is, is worthy of commendation. And I'm so glad that you invited me to take part with you in this celebration. I, I commend you. But nothing has impacted me more than to see the growth of your daughter. Amen. For me, she symbolizes the growth of your ministry because the last time I was here, she was, she was a little girl. And to, to come today and see her, she has taken so much from you. She, she has literally... Just, 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 just sucked, you know, everything out of you, and, 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 and I'm just watching her, and she is so much like you, and, and I thank God for Alexis, and, and what God is doing in her life, uh, I am, I am so glad for the hospitality that you guys have given me, and my wife who's here with me, 
Amen. Me and my wife just celebrated uh, 39 years. Please, please give me a hand clap. Give me. Thir 39 years of marriage uh, last week. And I I'm so glad that uh, she's finally getting to get, get on the road with me a little bit. Uh, we, we've been raising kids and grandkids. So, 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 so last week we told our, our kids, y'all keep your kids to yourself. <laughs> Come over when we call you. <laughs> nah, but I'm, I'm, I'm so glad for her to be with me on this trip. Please stand, baby, so that they can see how pretty and how well I keep you. I am so honored this morning to have in this room uh, my, my mentor. This, this couple has been such a blessing in my life, in the life of my family. And, and I am so honored this morning uh, that, that they decided to come. Uh, now, now he, he told me last night, you know, I'll go to the service if you promise not to teach any heresy. So, so, so this morning, I, I am committed that I'm going to try not to teach any heresy. Amen. But, but Pastor Jay and, and Yolanda, Steffi, my goodness. Uh, what's, what's his name? <laughs> Pablo. I am so honored to have you. Stand to your feet and please let, let them acknowledge you this morning. Amen. I bless you. Thank God for your impartation in my life. Pastor told me I had about 45 minutes. You, you can start rolling the clock now. <laughs> this is a serious moment. This is a serious moment. And, and I feel this morning that that my assignment, my, my assignment this morning is, is to celebrate you. Mike, man, it's good to see you. It's good. Man, man, you're looking good too, man. Hey, Amen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but you know, you still got it up there, though. <laughs> still got it up. Mike, Mike knew me when I had an afro. Far Rockaway, New York. What 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 a days those were, man. Huh? Shut up, Mike. Shut up. Oh, Back in the seventies. Wow. Far Rockaway, New York. Remember, we used to leave the service and go next door and get them bagels. Yeah. It's good to see you, my brother. Good to see you. Mark chapter 3. I'm almost finished. <laughs> now, at my church, I have to say that about six times before I really finish. People be like. Mark, Mark chapter. Sal, man, can you give me a little power up here, man? Don't worry about these folks, man. They come from the disco age. <laughs> little sign ain't going to bother them. Mark, Mark chapter 3, 
verse 13 through 19. My assignment this morning in this critical, and, and I'll tell you why it's critical for this ministry, is to celebrate you, and, and, I, and I did that on, uh, who's your mom? Mom, wave at me. Where, where's mom? Mom, I bless you. Thank you for carrying this, this, this gem. Amen. Did you beat him every now and then? I could tell. And grandma too, she said. Wow. What a blessing. So I have to I have to celebrate you, and I did that on Friday night. I I commended the leadership of this house. But this morning I need to push you. And, and I'm gonna push as hard as I can to make sure that you don't become a club. A close circle of people that come with no intention of going. Because if you come with no intention of going, you invalidate our ministry. Because our calling, his calling, my calling, is to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. So I say to you this morning that in America, America has become the nation of clubs. And this morning there are a lot of clubs that are, that are gathering where every pastor is trying to do all he can to, to, to keep his flock. Because unless there, there is you in the pews, there's no me up here doing my little show. And don't believe the numbers. They're not real. There aren't being that many conversions. And much less transformations. Right? They have a saying in Spanish, el negro la hasta la entrada o la salida. You know, I, I want to be nice. So I, I, I want to be nice coming in, right? And, and a lot of the people sitting in our pews are not even saved. I, I, I commend, last Sunday I started a series in my church called The Power of the Gospel. And, 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 and I commend people that don't know Christ but still come to church. It, it, it takes a lot to lack church. And when you have not had a genuine experience with God and you still come every Sunday, man, that's, that's commendable. But, but, but this morning, my assignment is, man, I need, I, I need to push you. America is in dire need of the church. Thank you for that message you sent me yesterday, Jay. That was powerful, man. The danger of preaching another Jesus, another Christ. Man, I, mean, I got to send that to you. Because there, there are other gospels being taught in America. That's not hitting the target. And that's my message this morning. God's ultimate target. Look at me. 
Look, look with me. Not that y'all carry Bibles down here in Florida. Oh, 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 oh y'all got them phones. Y'all don't be writing. Y'all be texting on them phones. <laughs> got, got your head down like you're listening to the pastor. You texting. Look, look at Mark, Mark chapter 3. And, and I'll get out of your way. Verse 13. And he went up on the mountain and called to him those he himself wanted. And they came to him. Then he appointed 12 that they might be with him and that he might send them out to preach and to have power to heal the sick, sickness, and to cast out demons. Simon, to whom he gave the name Peter, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, the brother of James, to whom he gave the name Bonerges, that is the son of thunder, Andrew, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, the son of Alphaeus, Thaddeus, I tell you what, my mother gave me that name right, right, right there, I'll disown her, Thaddeus, Simon, the Canaanite, and Judas Iscariot, who also betrayed him. And they went into a house. But, I, but, but the purpose is I am calling you to me so you can be with me so I can send you out to preach. The birthing of the church, as great as it is, is not the ultimate target of God. Let me say that again if you don't hear nothing else. The birthing of his church, as great as the church is, the church itself is not the ultimate target of God. Matthew 16, verse 18, Jesus said, on this rock, I'm going to build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. This is a great revelation spoken by Christ regarding his church. But the building of his church is not his ultimate target. The church is a means to an end. Without a clear, and here's where I need to push you this morning. Without a clear understanding of this truth, what truth? That this is not the target. That, 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 that building in this church is not the target. Without a clear understanding of this truth, we run the risk of looking at our buildings, our programs, our accomplishments, our prosperity, and we are tempted to say we have arrived. We as church, Boy, if I stick to my notes, I'll be done in about 10 minutes. How many of y'all believe that? We as church spend more time, most of our time, focusing on ourselves. Building inwardly. Praying inwardly. 
caring for and about one another. These great qualities of the church, but it is not the ultimate purpose of the church. And you, 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 you need to say amen to that right there. Most of what we do is always about us. Somebody in the room always has an itch that needs to be scratched. And most of our ministry goes in counseling people, helping people. The same people you call a prayer line, the same one comes back up here. She fall out, she get up, she walk out of here, you, you, you think she got healed. Next Sunday she come back again, the same prayer line, fall out again. Some people just love the floor. I need to say it, but I have to say it in a nice way that, that you could understand. So if, so if we pastors can be released from the pressure of having a job, did I say that right? In other words, if I don't have anybody to counsel at the office, then, then, then stay home. I don't need to feel that. That, that my ministry, that, that I need somebody to be sick in the audience for me to have a ministry. That it's okay for everyone to be healed. Y'all look at me like you don't know what I said. I was, I was talking to a lady a few years ago. She said, Pastor, you know, I, you know, I belong to the uh, prayer warriors, the spiritual warfare. And I ask her, do you guys ever rest? Because if, 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 if your life is attached to the spiritual warfare ministry, then you always need a war. And, and, and when there's no war, you create one. If we could just kick back and relax to what we are called to do. Man, if, if I had learned this 15 years ago, I, I would have still had an afro this morning. I would have came in here. I, I would have came here this morning with an afro. We have lost our hair trying to help the same people over and over and over again. And at the end of the message, you're going to realize that a lot of your problems, are, you are going to be released from problems when you start to go. Yeah. We, we spend most of our ministry handling internal affairs. This is great. But it, it is not the target. Knowing what something is for. Or knowing what something is is good, but knowing what it is for is even better. There's a greater calling than to be called to be a member of his body, which is the church. But the greatest part of my calling is to know why he called me. Why he called me. Tell your neighbor there, there is something greater to us. 
there is something greater to us. And that's what I want to challenge you to do for the next 20 years. Move to the greater. Jesus called those, the Bible says, he called those that he wanted. And then he, he appointed 12. He made the purpose of their selection very clear. I'm calling you that you would be with me. That's the first half. That I may send you out to preach. Boys, did you get that? I'm calling you so that you can be with me because the first step before I can become a great soul winner, I need to know him. And that is the first dimension of the church. We gather that we may grow in the knowledge of him because you're never going to be able to sell or to give out what you have not experienced. Come on and say amen, somebody. So, so that's where we come in. We want to enhance in your life the knowledge of Christ. We want you to know Christ so that you can become a great soul winner. That's it. That he may be revealed to you so that he can be revealed through you. Because you can't sell. Come on, somebody. Me, you, where the other brother at? This guy right here, no company is going to call us to sell a commercial for shampoo. I can't see that good. There's a few of us in here. My brother back there. This guy right here. We ain't going to make no commercial for no shampoo. And you, you are not going to be effective in, you know, in the target. Come on, say, say, say the target. Unless Christ is being revealed to you. And you, you, you are growing in your knowledge of him. So, so our job is to bring you in here to cause you to grow in the knowledge and release you to, to your field. Tomorrow you're going back to work, you're going back to school. That's your field. And, and, and God's purpose is that in that field, in that field, that you will shine. That somebody will see Christ in you. That, that you will be light. That you will be salt. And then come back again. When, when, when do you come back? Wednesday nights? Huh? How many of y'all come back on Wednesday night? I knew it. I, I, I knew it. Huh? Man, where you live at? New Jersey? This guy comes here from Miami. 
Oh, you came today. Wow. That's commendable, man. Man, you, you, you don't mess my message all up. But we come back to grow some more, to be released again. Because the real target of your life is, is, is not in this room. There are people that God is trying to reach that, that are in your circle. They're, they're in your circle. They're not in this room. But they're in your circle. And God is trying to equip you to send you right back to them. So, so while the church is trying to get into Christian schools, I, 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 am not, I am not a big proponent of Christian schools. Where we isolate. See, this is where I get myself in all kinds of trouble. I believe that if the light is going to shine, it needs to shine in darkness. I am not going to go to Washington to carry signs to put prayer back in school. We need, we need prayer in our saints. And send them back to the schools. Come on, somebody. Nobody can stop a saint from praying that knows how to pray. Y'all ain't going to help me preach this morning. We... My job, his job, is to help you grow in your faith so that you can hit the target. How many of y'all got room next to you, a seat, an empty seat next to you this morning? Ra ra raise your hands. That's prophetic. Next Sunday, somebody in your circle could very well be sitting there because God wants to anoint you to go get them. Did you hear what I said? Did you hear what I said? You have enough in you right now. You have enough. You have received enough already right now. From what you have received, you have enough to go back and say to them, listen, I haven't been to Bible school. I don't know a whole lot about the Bible, but here's what I know. That I once was lost and now I'm found. <laughs> I was blind, but now I see. I have a testimony. But no, you keep coming back saying, I want more. So, so here's how I put it in, in, in a language that we could all understand. See, I'm, see, I'm leaving tomorrow. If, 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 if we could break the welfare mentality of the church, that I want more, and I want more, and I want more. I don't want to work. I just want more. And boy, boy, when you sing those songs about wanting more, they, they, they just go at it. I want more. And God is asking you, what have you done with what I have given you? How long are you going to continue receiving and receiving and receiving and receiving? 
with no intention of giving. I'm going to close in a few minutes. Everybody follow me. So, 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 so America builds great churches, great buildings. We, we are the nations of, I mean, we, we could literally build museums of how beautiful our buildings are. The problem is that when we dismiss our people, they, they return to lives of inaction. In most cases, until next Sunday. Sister Elaine, when they come back next Sunday, they're empty. And most of what we do, Bishop, is to fill people every Sunday, encourage them every Sunday. You know, I had this old truck, and the thing had a slow leak in it. I'm gonna, and, and I'll pump that tire up. Right around a few days later, wake up in the morning and be flat again. And one day it hit me. Why don't you fix the thing? God is saying today, I want to fix the thing. God says, I will do whatever I need to do in your life if you commit to go. There is no amount of money that I won't send to your ministry. There is no amount of resources that I would not put in your hands. There's nothing that I would not restore in your family if you commit to hit the target. If you begin to see this house as a place of equipment, a place where I go to be charged up. And you begin to see your job, your school. Wherever you, wherever you are going after you leave here today, this whole week, as your field. And you are trusting God that this week, God, the Holy Spirit, is going to lead me to somebody that he has been plowing the field. And I have the seed that I'm going to drop in that field. And I'm going to work and work and work on them until I see them come to Christ. God says, there's nothing I would not do for you. That's a whole lot better. And here, here I go again. Than asking God to send revival. Lord, we need a revival. So I ask people, what do you look for in a revival? What is your definition of a revival? Lord, we need a revival. I know what people are thinking. People falling out. Half of them don't fall out, you know. They get knocked down. People foaming out the mouth. Come on, folks, I've been in church all my life, man. I've seen, come on, we see, right? Why we seeing revival? I saw a lady one time, man, she danced so hard, her, 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 her the thing inside there fell out. That, 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 
What do they call that underneath there? Huh? That, that, yeah, fell out. And she was dancing. She jumped out of it and, 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 and kept on dancing. I saw night. This, this ain't a lie. I saw one, her wig fell off. She was on the floor, her wig fell off. She reached back. She, I guess she came out of the spirit. She, she came out, grabbed that wig, slapped it back on, and went back to sleep. And at the end of the night, they went home and said, I'm coming from a problem is that after the revival is finished, we still don't hit the target. I'm going to finish. Very often the disciples forgot why we were with Jesus. Why did we get called? And they often forgot why. Come on, say it again. I called you to be with me so I can send you to preach. But very often they engage in trying to keep the circle to us 12 and no more. They had a sense of we have arrived. And Christ often specializes in breaking the circle. So the multitude is hungry. And they come to Jesus and say, hey, the multitude is hungry. What, what are you going to do, Jesus? And Christ says to them, boys, break the circle. It's not what I'm going to do. It's what you're going to do. We, we are going to feed the multitude today. But what I'm going to do, I'm going to take the bread out of your hands. And I'm going to bless it. And I'm going to put the bread back in your hands. And as you give it out, in the transfer, I'm going to multiply it. And if you guys just heard what I said, you'll be on your feet rejoicing right now. Some things are not going to be multiplied by me laying hands on you. It's going to be multiplied when you give it out. And y'all know what happened, right? They went out there and said, Lord, man, we, we ain't got enough bread here. All we got is five loaves and two little fishes. He, he said, God, he said, the, 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 you know, the math ain't adding up. And here's what I want to say to you. If God is in it, the math it's never going to add up. Don't look at your bank.
my God. Don't, 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 don't look at the might. Because if he's in it, it's never going to be enough. But God says, if you bring it to me, watch, 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 watch. If you bring it to me with the intention of giving it away, He said, I'll bless it. How, how fitting that this morning Jay is here. How fitting that is. Because what, what I'm going to tell you today as I close, so you'll see, I'm, I'm closing. Jay. Is the man that took me back to Cuba. After 30 years in exile, I never thought I would go back to Cuba. Because when we leave, we don't plan to go back. And he said to me one day, Glenn, next year you're going. I said, man, are you crazy? What, what spirit done crawled up in you? <laughs> me? Cuba? He said, yeah. He said, yeah, next year. I'm taking you back to Cuba. I said, yeah, you're crazy, man. Well, make a long story short, we went back to Cuba. I'm, I'm not kidding you, man. When that plane landed in Havana, he, he was sitting across. I looked over there to see if he was laughing. I said, this, this must be a joke. That, that was the year 2000, Jay. And, and, and God started a work in me. Fast forward. I didn't go back to my hometown for about five years into our going to Cuba. Finally, the Lord said, go back to your hometown. My hometown is very restricted. Not Cubans don't go to my hometown. It's, it's very militarized. And I finally went back home to my hometown. When, when I got to the town, I told the driver, man, tur turn right here because I, I wanted to see the church where, where I was born. And I knew it was down that street. And, and when we got to the place where the church was, it was an empty lot. It was gone. I said to the lady across the street, what happened? She said they had to knock it down because the salt destroyed it. I said, who's the pastor here? She, she said, he lives in that building up there. I went to see the pastor. He said, yeah, we had to take the church down because it wasn't. I said, so what's going on? He said, oh, we are, we are meeting in homes. We, we are meeting in homes. I said, so what are you going to do for a building? And when I said that, the Holy Ghost said to me, it's not what he's going to do. It's what you're going to do. I didn't say nothing to him or to Jay. This, this, this right here is crazy. What I'm going to do. Man, 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 I'm just here visiting. And, and, and for the next three years, 
The Lord opened so many doors. God says, I'm going to give you the resources to, to build this house. But most of all, the government of Cuba does not allow new buildings to go up. The Lord opened the door. And, and, and all the government agency, you know, gave us favor with all of them. The mayor of my town, I talk to him every single day. I want him to the Lord. But watch this. God says you're not going to have to struggle for money. Because I have set in place everything you need to build this house. I came home and told my wife, the Lord has commissioned me to build this house. And a lot of it is going to come from my own resources. Over, over $68,000 from my own resources. And she never complained. Thank God for that. Three or four years later, we inaugurated a brand new building that they are now using to serve God. Listen to me. Listen to me. Here, 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 here's what I want to leave with you. There's, there's no shortage of miracles. There's nothing that God would not do. If you commit to give it to him with the intention of giving it away. God is tired of healing people. Ten lepers got healed. And only one came back to say thank you. Come on. We, we have got to do better than just to bring people up on the stage. Oh, sorry. So-and-so just got healed of. Yeah, yeah. What, what, what did she have? Oh, oh she had gas. <laughs> and, and all we do is just parading people on stages to bring glory to man. God says, I'll bring miracles back to your midst. I'll do whatever I need to do. I'll raise the dead. I'll increase your finances. I'll bless you in bad times if you commit to give it all away. So, 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 so there's a man on the road crying for healing. Bartimaeus. He's crying for healing. The disciples came to town. You know, when the entourage comes to town, they, they, they have this, this, this pride about them. We, we walk with him. We are part of the entourage. And Christ is always trying to break up the circle and send them out beyond the circle. So Bartimaeus is crying for healing. And the people and the disciples are saying to him, shut up. Don't bother the master. Let's keep the circle to ourselves. And, and Christ sees the opportunity to break the cycle again. He said, boys, what's that that I hear? Oh, that's, that's this guy. He said, you go get him and bring him to me. Because I told you at the beginning that the purpose of the mission was for you to be with me so I can send you out to preach. Go bring him to me. You bring him to me. That's the purpose. If you ever gloat, if you ever rejoice in 20 years, and, and, and you look back to all of your victories without looking forward to hitting the target, 
you will stay right here. But the future of this ministry, the victory of this ministry, for the next 20 years, relies heavily on how many of you are going to go. God is not trying to move you out of your job, baby. He wants to keep you right there. He ain't trying to move you out of your neighbor. He wants to keep you right there. We need more people in darkness. We need more people in government. We, we, we need more people in every area of life where you can go and be the light. The future of our ministry is not in what America does Sunday mornings that we gather people and we preach anointed last Sunday I anointed everybody with oil I said make, make sure it's Goya Porque si es Goya. I anoint them at all with oil. Sometimes I spit on them. I spit on them. Sometimes I even cuss. Look how you look at me. Look at this guy. This guy look at me. That, that, that's your Peter right there. I mean, that, that, that's your Peter. Because <laughs> my job is to keep pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing until the church hits the target. Until people will start walking in the door saying, hey, I got another one. Pastor, I got another one. This one right here, Pastor, I've been praying for for five years. She's finally here, Pastor. And at that moment, we'll, we'll be able to shift our calling to edifying the saints for the work of the ministry. Because we're going to have so many babies in here that all we are going to do is to feed you so you can feed them. And when we do that, we will send a signal to heaven that it's okay for you to blow the trumpet and come back and get us because the work is done. All of us this morning is somewhere between Damascus Road and Rome. Paul said, I've got to get to Rome. I've got to get to Rome. I've got to get to Rome. And I know that when I get there, I'm going to die. I'm not coming back. But I was born, I was saved to go to Rome. All of us this morning is somewhere between Damascus and Rome. And it is my prayer for you this morning that you will get to your Rome. Finish the work. Finish the work that God has placed in your hands. Go get them. Go get them. Bow your heads.
I get to travel a lot and see a lot of people that are just wasting time. Sitting by the dock of the bay, wasting time. Pastors that are just wasting time. Core of faith, don't let that happen to you. And I pray and I prophesy over every family in this church that because your lives are engaged, connected to the purpose of God, whatever you need, whatever your need is, God says, I'm going to meet the need because you belong to me. I am a carpenter by trade. And one thing I do is I take care of my instruments. I take care of my tools. Because I need my tools. And God says, I'm going to take care of you. Because you are my instruments. And if you commit to go, touch the nations. Touch your city. Touch your friends. Y'all need to write some names down of people that you're praying for. Lay them on the altar every Sunday. Pastor, I want you to pray. Pray for these people right here. I'm, I'm working on them. And I'm believing God that before the end of the year, they're going to be here. Our, our prayer meetings cannot continue being, pray for me. Pray for me. No, Pastor, I got some people that I'm praying for. And as you are praying for them, God says, I'm, I'm going to take care of your needs. If you commit to go, God said to me at the beginning of the pandemic, I'm going to take care and I'm going to protect everything that I'm building. You're not going to go on there if God is using you. So I pray this morning, how many of you are ready to go? Pastor Glenn, yeah, I got this issue. My, my marriage is not doing well. I got a bad diagnosis. I, I, I got some issues, Pastor Glenn. But this morning, I commit to go. Go. The Holy Spirit is putting some names, some names in your heart of people that, that, that you need to visit, even on this week. People in your mind that need a visit, just to stop, just drop by. And pray for them, just, just encourage them. Because they belong here. You need to obey. But today I commit to God.